0: Do much greater bigger things with doing one single job make it X amount rather than my old way of thinking was you know hey I got to get 20 you know 25 $1,000 events to match this one and, and here I had to spread you know spread us way thin over here and we made what we did that all month we you know for a whole season with 25 events we could do that in 30 days with one event so, from a financial standpoint, uh, it really opened up the doors for me to, to, see, to see bigger. Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers.
1: Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network, just like you, and our job
2: is to give you a voice here on Peer Talk. There are three primary reasons the teams I work with implement EOS, otherwise known as traction. Number one, they're in pain. Things aren't going like you would like, and you're ready to do something about it. Number two, they want to get to the next level. You're doing fine, but there's an opportunity out there that you don't think you're ready for. And number three, a transition is evident or expected. You're ready to make a change for yourself and your family as it relates to the business. Want to know more? Please reach out to me, Matthew Todd, Certified EOS Implementer, at 360-518-7718. We want to welcome today Rob Verdi, who is a very exciting
1: entrepreneur from the Louisiana area who also participates in our peer groups. He has the honor of serving his great hospitality industry through collection of companies, The Hospitality Collection, Southern Hospitality Event Rentals, and Southern Approach Event Planning. We will be discussing how outside threats and opportunities play into a strategic plan. All right, we are here with another edition of Peer Talk. And today's guest is Rob Verde from Southern Hospitality Event Rentals out of Louisiana. Rob, it's great to have you on the program today.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
1: So, you, you know, the topic today is really dealing with strife in your business, especially as it relates to external influences, right? So we all look at SWOT analysis as part of our business plan. And, you know, what's our internal strengths and weaknesses? But then there's this external component, which are opportunities and threats. We saw one party and event operation during the time of COVID went from worst to first, essentially uh, rose to the top in Arizona, became our top gun for event rental. And okay. so it's interesting to see how people pivot and respond to things. In your case, your region was devastated by weather in 2021. So I want to get to that today. Um, But, but first let's talk about you. How did, you know, how did you find yourself uh, in Event Rental?
0: Well, uh, I'm actually from Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, I I moved down here to uh, Louisiana in 2007. And I came down here with the intention of starting a business. Uh, It took me three years to uh, find out what direction or what type of business I wanted to start. And it was really came from a place of just listening to people, seeing what the needs were. And I was actually at a dinner with a with an event planner friend of mine, and she was complaining about uh, a recent wedding that had just taken place. And the, 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 the rental company, they didn't show up on time. It was dirty equipment. It was you know, just people who really just didn't care. And driving home from that dinner is when the, the, the kind of light bulb started going off started doing research, started interviewing people in the industry and really came to a conclusion that, that there was a need in our, you know, in our area for, uh, for a rental company.
1: Excellent. Okay. That's interesting. So I didn't realize you came, uh, to the area from Ohio, right? So that's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Okay. So tell us about, um, your business. So Southern hospitality, where exactly are you located down in that region? Yeah, so we're, we're located
0: right in uh, Mandeville, Louisiana, which is about 45 minutes north, uh, right across Lake Pontchartrain on the, on the North Shore. Um, So we're about 45 minutes north, it's uh, Mandeville, Louisiana.
1: Oh, wow. Excellent. So you, so you're in a, in a really cool spot for people who want to get down there and enjoy the region. But again, when the weather's bad, the weather can be really really bad right so
0: it's a huge tour uh you know new orleans is uh really a huge uh touristy area there's a lot of you know um people that come in from all over the country come here to get married it's 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 one of the top wedding destination places in the in the country so there's you know anytime you you go uh you know 45 minutes in a city and, and you'll meet all kinds of people from all over the place so it is a a pretty unique and cool
1: uh place very cool that's very cool. So, so tell us about, you know, we know you went through 2020 uh, you were a member, you had to go on hiatus um, yeah. You came back into the membership of peer groups. So we appreciate you being back and hopefully you're getting some value out of that. And um, tell us about, um, you know, how was the weather this year? First walk us through what happened with the weather. Cause obviously I think you got hit four yes. times, something That'd like be-
0: that. Or- um. Well, it was actually, I mean, uh, so this year, you know, we were, the, the, the main thing this year was obviously Hurricane Ida, okay? But take a step back last year in 2020 is we had about, I think if that's the year that you're referring to, we had about six hurricanes that literally was, you know, j- just uh, out to Orange Beach, you know, about three and a half hours, you know, east of us, and then out to, um, you know, Lake Charles, Uh, three and a half hours west of us and and everywhere in between and so that you know uh, that really that first storm that hit was it was a category five hurricane in Lake Charles. Um, I had just at that point just got my you know a lot of my my certifications through the government you know so I really wasn't prepared but I drove there the day after it hit and I just drove there just started driving around a to different places searching for an opportunity. And fortunately I had one of my, you know, at the time last year, one of my my largest jobs that I've ever done was was uh, was booked just through driving around and, and talking to people. And so that really was a, an essential time period of, of really where um, disaster and emergency and just being, you know, Prepared and, and planning for those things because obviously, living in here in the Gulf Coast region, you know, it's not going to be the last time we're going to deal with that. So, so I started kind of doing some making some shifts with our business and, and getting some things and uh, being a little bit more prepared. And I felt like, you know, moving into this year, we dealt with Hurricane Ida, we were much more uh, prepared and were able to respond uh, very quickly and, and we're. Um, you know, just in a, in, a, in a much better place this year to respond than, than we were last year. But So
1: so, tell us about your business as it relates to your inventory. So 2020 comes, it's brutal, right? So I remember you being a young operator back in eighteen nineteen or yep. whatever it was. And then, you know, all of a sudden 20 comes and your inventory is still relatively you know, youthful, right? So what mm-hmm. was your inventory? How did your inventory change from 20 to 21?
0: Ooh, oh my Lord. Um, it, uh, we, uh, believe it or not, Dan, we, I probably doubled my inventory. Wow. During that time. Um, you know, it was, and, and that was just really birthed out of just absolute, just, just needs, you know, we were just, you know, trying, trying to respond to the needs, uh, accordingly with our inventory. And and we made, know made a really heavy commitment to invest in inventory that was able to meet the needs of the people or companies or you know whoever it was um that was you know that 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 needed certain things and so we went in a heavy heavy um phase this last probably you know 12 to 18 months of, of of really investing and stepping out of our comfort zone uh, you know for example we just got invested into uh, a Lossberger uh, p3 uh 20 meter structure tent you know so those are the types mm-hmm. of things that we wanted to you know there was a need to have these larger structure tents in our area you know in this gulf coast region and so we had to you know make you know we made the commitment to 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 make that investment
1: wow and so you know obviously the with that those, those can cost money obviously have you done um How was your business like in 20 and 21 with sub rentals? Were you able to source stuff that you needed from other uh, sources other than just from your own personal inventory?
0: Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a big, big believer in, you know, I don't, I don't have to own everything, but I do have to have the relationships with, with, uh, you know, with the other companies and, um, that's real important to me, something I, I really strongly value is, uh, you know, having, you know, I, I try to, you know, have have other companies backs when, you know, when they need something and, and vice versa. So uh, that's a huge, you know, and, and again, um, there are certain things that we do, you know, we did sub out and we absolutely will do that. Um, but then there was also certain things such as, you know, a structure tent where there was, you know, there, there was a, there was a need, you know, for that. And, and we felt like some things you got to weigh out. And, and again, it's all a timing thing as well on when you pull the trigger on a, you know, big piece of equipment like that, or sure. you know, make these huge investments. And, you know, I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous at first because, you know, you've got COVID and you're not, you're kind of unsure of where things are going. So it's like, well, do I, you know, do I, suck money out of my cash flow and invest more, you know, or do I be more cautious and in and, a and state, you know, and so we, I, I tried to, I tried to walk a balance line on that mm-hmm. and, and just be smart about things. Um, you know, the things that we did invest in during that time is things that, you know, we knew automatically had three, four, five, six bookings in the, you know, within six to 12 months. So
1: Yeah. So you weren't, you weren't expanding your linen at that point or uh, choosing different silverware
0: Correct.
1: Yeah. Not (laughs) those types of purchases. No. Okay. Got it. Interesting. And so um, when you started to get some of those contracts, um, did you feel like it was, did you, was there any epiphany or anything related to it where you could kind of see yourself um, doing more of that work even after periods of um, disaster relief or anything like that?
0: Yeah. So my, my, uh, my epiphany, i've had a few of them okay but the very first one was um in 2019 um i started learning from people that had a lot of their certifications you know and 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 proactively searched out building relationships with government officials with you know the you know everything from you know just across the board and, and just being prepared and, and safety minded and having all your ducks in a row and having all your you know paperwork so i actually started going through that process in 2019 and worked on it for about a you know for about a year or so when that stuff hit in 2020 we had all of our ducks in a row but we just hadn't kind of learned the bidding process yet um and so uh, so now we've learned that process, and we're kind of coming. You know, it, it takes a couple years, I think, to really grasp. Um, but, but to answer your question directly, yes, there, mm-hmm. the epiphany is is I could do much greater and bigger things with doing one single job making X amount rather than my old way of thinking was you know, hey, I got to get twenty, you know. Twenty-five one thousand dollar events to match this one, and, and here I had to spread you know spread us way thin over here, and we made what we did that all month. We you know for a whole season with twenty-five events, we could do that in thirty days with one event. So from a financial standpoint, uh, it really opened up the doors for me to to see to see bigger, you know, as gotcha. bigger and greater opportunities um, than I had in the past.
1: And and like so. Obviously, it's you're learning this on your own. You're kind of get getting to this moment. You've had a chance to kind of sit with your peer group um, since that time, mm-hmm. uh, but also when you're in the thick of it, right? When you're going through it, did, right. did any of them have similar uh, thoughts? Have you guys aligned on, you know, uh, how you might create a one-year, three-year, five-year plan um, to, uh, to go after a specific type of work versus what you've done in the past?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, uh, there is. Uh, I, I sp- spoke with m- multiple people in our in our particular group, uh, but there was one one gentleman in particular that. Uh, I mean, we were calling each other during Hurricane Ida recently. We were calling mm-hmm. each other and a base, you know, daily. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, what's your thoughts on this? Hey, do you have this? Hey, I have that, and and really, it was a, uh, it was really cool to, um, to just. You know, have somebody that, you know, we we were working together on stuff, you know, and using my inventory and his inventory because, you know, Dan, I'm I'm not the largest company out there, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a little guy on the totem pole, okay, but I have huge aspirations. Um, And so in order for me to even do some of these things that I was, you know, trying to trying to do, I need other people. And there's other people that that need me because, again, Dan, I am right here. So there were other companies even nationally that, you know, I was able to get somewhere in hours where it would take them days, you know, so it was wow. really had to. Um, so to answer your question, um, yes, we I, I'm trying to learn and grow and adapt and, and just as, as much as possible. But I can't do that on my, you know, on my own. I'm, I'm leveraging relationships in our peer group. I'm leveraging relationships in the industry trying to learn from other people that have been down this path before. I've got a lot to learn, but I feel like over these last couple of years, I'm getting more and more comfortable and I feel more prepared now, you know, to to respond than than ever before.
1: Good. All right. Well, that's excellent. And I appreciate the fact that those people are useful to you and they're a great resource. Um, You know, on another note, or I should say pivoting to other people, Tell us a little bit about um, your employees. So obviously if the owner isn't alone going through this hardship and struggle. And you know, they were with you to some extent during COVID, then they get shut down. Did anybody at all make it back after COVID into the new Southern hospitality? Or was it all new fresh faces? And
0: I had um I had about 15 full-time employees. Um And honestly, I went down to one. Mm, employee. Wow. Uh, we are currently up to 23 or 24 full-time Beautiful. employees. Um, so that just goes to show you, you know, kind of, hey, there's there's been massive growth since then, mm. which is great news for, for the industry. But I had a couple of my key uh, people come back. Um, but it was a rebuilding process, Dan. Um, it was a painful one, but a necessary one. And ultimately, the team that I have now is the best team that I've in. I've you know, been in business for twelve years. The best group of people that I have ever worked with. And just to give you a little insight of just my team, I'm going to brag on my team real quick. Is I got. They had started working this during Hurricane Ida. Started working at 5 a.m. And uh, we get a call at one in the afternoon saying, Rob, can you and your team go deliver? uh, It was uh, 240 by 100s, 230 by 60s and a couple of smaller tents. And can you have it set up in Houston, six hours away by six in the morning. So I get all the employees together. I said, look, guys, you know, either this is up to you guys. And I went around, I was like, who wants it? You know, every one of them, again, they've already been working seven, you know, seven, eight hours. And we still had to load trucks, drive six hours, set up, you know, it was, a, it was an all nighter. Every single one of them was like, I'm in, let's go. Everybody executed. We got in, we finished right at 6 a.m. And uh, it was one of the coolest I I went out there with them. And so I'm like, if they're going to be, you know, going through that, I'm going to go through it with them. And we made it happen. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's a, a, a memory that I'll I'll always have right there. So but that wow. just goes, goes to show you what kind of team, uh, you know, even though we had to rebuild and regrow, my team now is the best team that I've ever had.
1: I, I can't believe I had never heard that story. That's amazing. Usually that makes its rounds around peer groups and you're like, did you hear this about what happened down in Houston? Wow, that was incredible. Well, that's good to know. I mean, and boy, what a test to understand and, and realize who your people are, right? So we, we do a thing inside of EOS implementation. Obviously, we do it inside of our prestige programs, but also people use EOS uh, either themselves or with an EOS implementer. There's a thing called a people analyzer where you go and you look at the values of your company and you look at the people in their roles. Do they get their role? Do they want the role? And uh, do they have the capacity to do it, get it, want it, and capacities, right? So when you're able to look at your values, you're saying, wow, these employees are matching up against, you know, with what my personal values are, what my values are in my company. Uh And uh, so, of course, if you don't have that in place, you never know, really, if people are going to be, when you say, hey, follow me into this fire, whether they're following you or they're just, you know, saying, good luck with that boss, I can't make it, I can't make that trip. But, um, so what's so that brings up um, systems, so what systems you have good employees? what systems are you building in place to kind of support them? Do you use management software or do you have some systems like EOS or anything like that that you're looking at?
0: Um, you know what uh, Dan, that's a you know, believe it or not, this is that what you're explaining is um a huge area that we're trying to grow in that i have a lot we we have a lot of room for improvement on that on that aspect and i think because of the you know because of the the rapid growth over the last 12 months it's almost like we've been flying by the seat of our pants just you just in survival mode for the last year uh-huh. um and uh and, and and we have certain systems and processes um, but to be honest with you, I'd be lying to you if I said, "Hey, we were, you know, this is like, hey, you know, it's like we have them, but we haven't started impl- you know, fully implementing them." Sure. Um, but I boil it down, you know, talk about team, you know, and, and again to three simple things. The first one is work ethic. The second one is uh, character, and then the third one is team camaraderie. Okay. Yeah. So right. those three things, and I am, and, and our team. They know within a day of somebody, if they don't have either one of those, you know, if, if you have to have all three of them. You can't have mm-hmm. two of the three because you could be, have the, the greatest work ethic, the greatest high character caliber person. But if nobody likes working with you and doesn't have fun with you, then that, you know, it's just not going to work out. So our team, you know, our, our team leaders and our, our people, you know they know what kind of person that we want on our team. So we're, you know, if somebody comes in uh, we're really quick to say, Hey, you know, appreciate it, but this is not going to work out. And, 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 and then we go to the next, you know, to the next person, the the next man up and give it a shot. And so we've had to go through a lot of no's to, to find the yes men, you know, and it's a challenging and painful process. Mm -hmm. But it's for me, it's the only process right now. And I do think that we have some room to, to, to grow with the, structural, you know, more in-depth analysis on things.
1: Well, and I also, you know, you told us a little bit about the change in your staff numbers. Mm -hmm. And I keep going back to how the heck does a guy figure out how to get six new employees on board within six months or within 12 months, right? It's, it's, that's a lot. It's to identify that person, bring them in. You want to not have a big turnover rate on your um, employees so from that standpoint, you must be, you must have some kind of infrastructure in place to make them comfortable that, hey, this is the real deal. This is a place I can be comfortable the next few years.
0: Yeah. You know, that comes through caring about the about them and and not, you know, it's it's really the I think the culture here is attractive to people. Um I try to not treat them as you know, just another employee, but like I, I mean we care about them, their families, um, you know we you know it, it, sometimes it's just the little things you know, hey, here's a couple hundred bucks cash. I, I want you to use this to take your your wife out on a date tonight. you guys need a date night, you know, little things like that that just show like, man, you know we work our we work like crazy, but man Rob you know Rob, cares about us and, and about our, 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 lives. And, you know, if there's a health issue going on, like, you know, he's on the phone, he's calling, he's trying, Hey, what, what can we do? You know? And so it starts from the top it works its way down. And I, and what I've noticed is, you know, that's just a part of our culture. It's more of a family, you know, a family atmosphere, a family culture where, you know, uh, they have my backs and I have their backs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, both professionally and personally as well. Um, a lot of my guys, you know, are comfortable enough to, you know, let me know, Hey, something's going on. Here's what, you know, here's what it is. And, you know, and so, you know, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. some people say, Hey, don't, don't make, you know, don't mix that stuff. Well, I I can't, you know, I can't help it. And it's, it works for us. So, Mm -hmm.
1: no, that's great. And, and again, I know you have a lot of different things in place, uh, Currently, but you're also working on things for the future for your business. What is your prognosis for the future? How do you see things shaping up? I mean, you're what, 19 years old right now? Nineteen. Just- oh
0: man, <laughs> I hadn't heard that <laughs> one. In a you minute. seem to
1: be you seem to be I'm one of the youngest.
0: I'm
1: Thirty-eight. <laughs> Thirty-eight. Oh my gosh, you look like you're 28. Okay, but the uh, but anyway, 38. So, you got to you have a long way to go. So what's yeah. the future? What's that look like for so, you as well as your feelings in the industry?
0: Absolutely. So little side note. Okay, so I'm going
1: to just paint a a paint a picture for
0: where we're headed. So our Southern Hospitality Event Rentals was started in 2010. In 2020, um, I created a a planning company called Southern Approach Event Planning. It's our Mm -hmm. sister company that we have four full-time event planners. So that we all communicate we're in the same building in the same warehouse we communicate really well. And so that birthed and this was all during covid, you know, I had the time I was looking for opportunities, trying to not get down but look at okay, hey, what what can what can be done right now. So we created a mother brand company called the hospitality collection which is a collection of companies that service the hospitality industry, okay? So we have the rentals, we've got the planning, uh, about four weeks ago, we just launched a luxury portable restroom trailer company called Clover Johns. Wow. Okay. We also have a new, um, a, a, another tent rental company that is going to be specific towards government contracts. Okay. And then we also have an in-house uh, marketing team as well. Wow. So that com- that company is called Soho 180.
1: Literally.
0: So so really, we're, we're building a brand and building and, you know, building something that, Every company adds value to one another, okay? And the, the, the mother brand, yes, it's a company that, you know, that that really uh, houses all these other companies, but also, you know, during COVID, we started the, our, uh, the hospitality collection podcast, which that gave us the opportunity to, yes, it's the other company, but we wanna add value to people in our industry as well. Mm. And so we started bringing on local people in the New Orleans, you know, Gulf Coast region market, bringing them on and very, you know, just hearing their stories and hear what makes and hearing about, you know, because everybody, every business owner has a story and has been through, you know, jumped through all the fires and been through, you know, we've gone, we go through a lot to be successful. So where I'm headed, you know, the the next two things, the last two pieces of my puzzle is a venue and a catering company. So those are the last two pieces. And then and then I'll, I'll settle down after that. There
1: you go. I love it. Well, I mean, amazing. It's, it's incredible vision there for what, where you're headed, a little bit of a a Disney world for the event rental industry and, and the offshoots. But um, by all means, you know, we're, we love having you in the network. We're excited for you in the future. We're going to obviously tag, tag along and yeah. keep an eye on you and absolutely uh, enjoy uh, having you in the peer group. So yeah. um and, our and, guests every
0: oh, real, real quick i just want to mention that uh just tell you and a little plug for you but you know thank you so much for starting these peer groups and for providing a platform uh for myself and others like me to learn and grow um and provide re- tools and resources for us um and provide uh really you've opened up the the, the doorway for relational equity with a lot of great people that are way beyond me, you know, way bigger and better than than, than, than myself and our company. But, you know, I've, I've been able to rub shoulders with a lot of people because of the peer group, you know, and, and, and some of the other resources that, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you do, Dan, and you and your team that you guys have built that have helped me through a lot of different, you know, different things that a lot of people don't know that, you know, you've been helping me with my structuring a lot of different things for, you know, for my company, you know, over the years. And and so thank you so much.
1: Oh, man, I appreciate it. No one's ever thanked me before on a podcast. That's a really cool (laughs) thing. Yeah. Shame on all those guys. No, I'm kidding. Really appreciate it. Um, Never really thought how much of an impact uh, we might have as a company on you guys, but we certainly feel your impact on us. So we do appreciate you. And uh, everybody, that's Rob Verdi for you. If you get down to the New Orleans market, you definitely got to give him a yes. ring and check out what's going on at Southern Hospitality
2: Event Rentals. So thank you, Rob. Thank you. you so Rob.
0: Thank Take you. care Appreciate now. It.
2: Thank you. There are three primary reasons the teams I work with implement EOS, otherwise known as traction. Number one, they're in pain. Things aren't going like you would like and you're ready to do something about it. Number two, they want to get to the next level. You're doing fine, but there's an opportunity out there that you don't think you're ready for. And number three, a transition is evident or expected. You're ready to make a change for yourself and your family as it relates to the business. Want to know more? Please reach out to me, Matthew Todd, Certified EOS Implementer at 360-518-7718.
0: You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.